Jerry Agar in for John Moore this morning. Hopefully he'll be back with you tomorrow. Mark Tuohy is in for me later on this morning from 9 until noon. We're at 19 degrees this morning and headed up to a high of 30, and it's going to feel a lot hotter with the Humidex. Time for the morning brief. Tim Hudak joins me, former leader of the Ontario Conservatives, now with the Ontario Real Estate Association. Good morning. Good morning, Jerry. Ford government to cut the size of the new science center to be built at Ontario Place. How are you reacting to all of that? You know, when I was Ontario PC leader, I looked at this exact uh, issue. Uh, I saw a science center uh, when I was in government that was uh, declining in attendance, uh, Jerry. That means revenue was down, costs were going up, and they just didn't have the capital to reinvest uh, into new attractions or even to refurbish the old. And then, you know, I'd go back as a uh, consumer with both of my daughters, and we'd have fun there. But, Jerry, I remember my field trip from Our Lady Victory Elementary School in Fort Erie in the 1970s, and then going there in the 2010s and 20s hasn't changed that much, right? This this is actually, let's be honest about it, a decaying piece of infrastructure that was not attracting students or families like it should be. So I had the view that we should take that property there along at Eglinton and Leslie and then put it into housing and job creation and then move the science center. I did not at the time have the view that put it in Ontario Place. I didn't think of that at the time. But my goodness, we actually need to refresh that site, build it anew, and I think it's a great idea to go out there to all the potential builders out there to use all of their ingenuity, their building skills to make an attraction we can be proud of again, that will bring people into the city of Toronto and learn more about science. Well, and some of the people who are aghast at this saying, well, he's going to cut the size of the science centre. Now, you might know the answer to this better than I would, because, but I was reading a column by Brian Lilly on this, and he responded to that by saying, well, chunks of the science centre as it exists now are not open to the public anyway. Man, it had so much... (laughs) Sorry to to disparage it, but it, it looked in many places like a scene from Scooby-Doo in the old haunted amusement park, right? Dusty corridors, roped off areas, places that were just not reinvested with the exact same problem with Ontario Place, because quite frankly, governments should not be running amusement parks. They just cannot keep up with consumer demand or new attractions. And so I, I like this idea. At the end of the day, you're going to actually rebuild Ontario Place, have new attractions there, and have a science center that's a leader in North America, not looking like one that's stuck in the 1970s. All right. So the other thing that takes effect tomorrow, and nobody has to do anything if you qualify, the money just goes into your bank account. But the government is going to try and help people with grocery prices um, by giving a bit of a rebate. But these are for a rebate on taxes. And this is for people who wouldn't have paid much tax in the first place, because it's something like an annual income for a single person of 32,000 or a couple at 38,000. So the payments would go anywhere from a low of $234 to a single person with no children up to a high of $628 for a couple with four children. Is this a good idea on the part of the government? Well, well, look, it, it helps. I mean, it, you're treating the, the symptoms as opposed to the cause of the problem, but even that will give some relief. I, I've, I've seen what the impact has been, you know, ourselves, uh, Jerry, when it comes to, to food prices. I cannot imagine trying to get by when you see that the cost of vegetables and fruit have gone up, what, 15%, pasta, 20% when you're making those income levels. What, what took me aback as well, Jerry, was the fact that there's 11 million Canadians that make less than those levels of, of annual income out of a population. Population just over 38 million, so almost 30% of our population. We just hit 40 million. 
Well, there you go. So, you know, let's say 27% of our population at those income levels, which tells me we've got a structural problem. We need to actually create more jobs, help people climb the income ladder. This will help on a temporary basis try to play some catch-up. But you really need to get the core causes uh, that are behind inflation. Inflation is an insidious disease. It eats away at savings. It makes the day-to-day essentials more expensive. And some things you can do on the food price side, for example, uh, knock down some of the, the barriers to entry. We have our our uh Cost concern, our, um, our, our methods in agriculture that actually fix prices at high levels where the producers decide, you know, how much they're going to charge as opposed to a competitive scenario. That was a remnant of the 1960s and 70s. These marketing boards are brought in across Canada. Do they really play a relevant role in the 2020s and going forward when they keep the prices of food artificially high? Okay, and we could also get rid of the um, the um, gas tax that they've put on the, um, and, and that's increasing by the way the carbon tax that uh, drives up the cost of everything. Canada does not contribute in any significant way to the problem they're trying to solve, but we're punishing Canadians and especially low-income Canadians with the carbon tax. I want to talk to you because, uh, especially of your real estate experience, Tim Hudak is with me and he's the head of the Ontario Real Estate. Association. I have a column on this in the Toronto Sun this morning, um, taking up immigration, because every time I talk about housing prices, I hear from numerous people, Tim, well, it's the immigrants. Stop bringing in the immigrants. And while that does contribute to a supply and demand issue, I think it also contributes to an anti-immigrant sentiment that I find alarming. And uh, and so I was wondering in the column whether there's more to it than just uh, housing prices with immigration. Do we get a net benefit or a net loss by bringing people into this country? What do you think? Net, net benefit. Yeah, smart column by this Jerry Agar fellow in the Toronto uh, Sun. He's got great voice, too, by the way. He's a talented individual, i got to say. Um, look, I think you uh, you, you nailed this, uh, Jerry. Immigration, is it, a, is it a pressure on housing prices? Yes. But is it a necessary pressure? Absolutely, yes. We are simply not having uh, enough kids. I mean, where when I was born in the 19, late 1960s, there were more than three children born to every woman in our in our country, and now that's below one and a half, and we are dying or people leaving at a faster rate. That means our population will decline without immigration. So if we want to actually create that next generation of job creators, entrepreneurs, workers who will help pay for our health care system or transfers to seniors for dignity and retirement, you need to have immigration. Here's a suggestion I have to marry these two things, John, Jerry. Just actually bring in people as well in the immigration system who can build the houses, the hospitals, and the schools we're going to need. Right now, our immigration system gives it's hard to get in. There's no doubt a lot of demand to come to Canada. There is a high bar compared to other countries. Reward university degrees, facility in English and French. Okay, get all that. But how about we actually assign points in our immigration system to those who have built skills uh, in getting things built in the skilled trades reward those individuals because then we can get both the immigration and population growth we need while building the houses and the infrastructure to build a stronger Canada. Yeah, I agree with that. And for anybody, we're not going to bring in exclusively home builders. So people who come in who uh, can work in other areas as immigrants, I think we need to put in place um, a a system where we say, we will allow you into Canada, but you're going to live in Weyburn, Saskatchewan. You're going to live in Brandon, Manitoba, where you can get a job at the Maple Leaf 
Safe Meat Plant. Uh, in fact, we have a job for you there. Uh, after five years, you can be like any other Canadian and move wherever you want. But what would happen is a lot of those people would put down roots. The kids are in school. The kids have friends. The parents have got a social circle going. Some of them would just wait until the last minute and then move to Toronto, which is what, what happens. Too many of the immigrants, a third of the immigrants, I think, who come to this country, come to one city, Toronto. Um, well, and, and, and that is a supply and demand problem. Yeah, and that's natural. I mean, that was my my grandparents. They moved to Toronto initially. There was an existing Slovak community that helped you accommodate to your new nation, especially when you don't speak the language. Um, but let me put it this way. I look around here in the Niagara Peninsula where I'm calling in from today, home in Niagara, and the immigration that came here helped to build the Welland Canal, helped to build the, the Beck Hydroelectric Facility, a history in Canada of immigration focused on what we need to build for a stronger, more prosperous country has been the golden ticket. So let's actually reward that in a current economic system because we need to keep building again, including housing people can afford. All right. I hate to hit people on the radio with a blizzard of numbers, but if you're driving, you can scratch these in the dust in your dash. Um, immigrants in Canada, 36% of the people working in accommodation and food services are immigrants. 38% working in transportation and warehousing. 34% working in professional, scientific, and technical services. And over 20% working in construction. So un unless, as you uh, talked about, and I had this in the column, Tim, unless uh, younger Canadians listening right now are going to turn the radio off and go make a baby, uh, we're going to need, <laughs> we're gonna need uh, immigrants. That's the way it goes. Thanks a lot, Tim. Have a great day.